Hey, welcome to the Market Adventures Podcast. It's your host, Alex Cunningham, and today I want you to listen to these two indicators I've been using a lot that have given my results a huge boost. Try them for yourself and see. And uh, later today, uh, aside from today's episode, in the real world, we get the Fed minutes, a summary of the minutes the Federal Reserve members had last month. So they have a meeting every month where they talk about stuff, right? Um, it gives us an idea of what they're thinking about in, gar- in terms of monetary policy, inflation, the war overseas, and other relevant data, right? They have this meeting and then they release it next month as to what they talked about, what they call the minutes. We get that tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's going to, oh, not tomorrow, today at 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, that's going to be very important as to what investors think is going to happen in the next month, right? Before they get the next minutes. But before we talk about any of that, before we talk about the two indicators, I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to our sponsor, Anchor, which they've done a great job um, helping support this podcast, much like your presence is here on the front end. They are definitely supporting us in the back end. So I want to tell you more about them. And yeah, let's jump right into the episode. So the first tool I've been using is the Fibonacci, right? Fibonacci a retracement tool. It's a great tool. Uh, it's based on nature's golden ratio created by uh, a guy named Fibonacci. Now, this ratio is said to exist in all of nature, right? Outside of the stock market. Uh, from the length of your limbs to the rings of a tree trunk. Um, if you want to go into full detail, you can look up Fibonacci on YouTube or Google. Go wherever you want. But for the sake of our show, we'll just say that this tool um, is super accurate, like low-key. Like even for non-stock market stuff, it does a great job of seeing just the ratio um, between things happening, um, high length movement of things. Uh, just in nature, and you can apply it to the stock market. So uh, the Fibonacci tool basically shows the potential um, areas where things will pull back to or move back to and then move forward to as well. That allows us to plan out our trades, right, Um, by marking the start of the move to where appears to be the top or vice versa, the bottom. You can find out where price is most likely to move to after reaching a certain point, it can either retrace to any of those levels or, again, if you're going to the opposite side and let's say it's dropping, it can bounce up to any of those levels before it continues its move, right? Fibonacci retracement shows you like the pauses in a general move or a re- potential reversal point in the general move. So price action is super important as well. But Fibonacci levels give an idea of where price may or may not stop, start, or uh, turn around. Now, it has a, um, a very abstract uh, application to the stock market. But remember, the stock market moves by computers now, majority, right? There are some human, uh, uh, there are a lot, right, of human traders like you and me who are doing it ourselves. But there are so many algorithms that move millions and billions of dollars every day, and they all uh, incorporate Fibonacci levels. So regardless of if you go on YouTube or you go on, you know, whatever, and you learn about Fibonacci and you think, wow, this is a you know, crackpot of an idea. At the end of the day, 
computers that control millions and billions of dollars have programming and algorithms set to pay attention to Fibonacci levels. So regardless of if we believe it or not, a price will literally get to a Fibonacci level and stop, dead in its track. And I've seen it. And just turn around for no other reason than some computer out there was a cell signal was triggered based on XYZ factors. And also, if the Fibonacci was hit, the computer was told to sell and it sold. And for us, we don't see it. Um, and it may not make sense of it. And it may not, it may be BS at this point, but it doesn't matter, right? The computers treat it as if it's real. And we have to treat those movements with a heavy weight in the market. All the algorithms use it. So if you learn how to read Fibonacci levels and to play the balances and retracements of the Fibonacci levels, you can actually follow and play along with all those big banks that are triggering buy signals and sell signals. So Fibonacci's are really good. Uh, After doing that whole rant there, Fibonacci's are really good at identifying potential support, potential resistance, um, and potential support in terms of will this trend keep going up or will this trend keep going down? Things like that. Now, I compare that Fibonacci with the second tool that I've been using heavily, but I've been using this since the very beginning. It's not a new tool I've been using, and that's the MACD. The MACD is a moving, it's a, it's a, an acronym, M-A-C-D. Uh, the M-A-C-D stands for Moving Average Convergence Divergence. Now, this is a momentum indicator, right? How strong and how much conviction is behind the move. And it uses a relationship between two moving averages of an of a underlying securities price. Now, Matt D does a great job of showing whether a momentum is picking up speed, slowing down, and, or may be um, a potential for a reversal. And it gives a very, very clear sign, right? There are two lines, the average line and the value line, right? Now, when they cross, either cross going up or cross going down, that is a signal. We'll also have histograms, right, where you'll see green bars go above the zero line or red bars go below the zero line. That acts as a cross over as well, right? That zero line when it crosses over. And you can also tell by the histograms, which are just bars, right? Tiny bars close together. If those are increasing on either direction, that means that trend is has a lot of strength behind it. So having an idea of where price might go, you know, a potential resistance point, potential support points, where you can take profits, where you can have a, a level of a margin of safety before having to get out of a play. Knowing those things um, gives you foresight, right, in theory, right? It lets you know what might happen, right? You can factor that into your trade. Fibonacci gives us that ability to factor in what could happen next. MACD does a very good job of telling us, okay, this is what's happening now, and this is how much momentum it has behind it. If you know how much momentum a trade has and the potential for it to go to a certain level, it gives you just a little bit more of an idea of how much trust you can have in taking the trade, how much faith you can have that this move might continue going in this direction, or it may be turn to turn around, right? The MACD is going is you know beginning to roll over and turn over and it's lose momentum 
and you're also approaching a Fibonacci level of resistance, there might be a chance that this price could turn around, right? Because now we have slowing momentum and the potential ceiling, right? Or vice versa, increasing momentum and just coming off a potential floor. We get the foresight from the Fibonacci and we get the momentum and the conviction from the MACD. That is a powerful combination when it comes to trading. I love these two, right? Not by themselves, but most certainly when utilized together, they help make it help you or, or, and me make better educated guesses towards the direction that a price of a security might be headed, right? So go ahead try them. They're not for everybody. I think they're super easy to read. Um, I think it's super easy to follow and the signs are very, very clear that allow you to take action, right? So you want to try to use this over a couple of attempts and take the average of the attempts. Like I won five out of six times or five out of 10 times and it was easy to do or I lost every single time I tried this stupid thing. These tools suck and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And that's what it is. There's literally probably hundreds of thousands of techniques thousands of tools to use not of them are perfect but for me these two have been very very um they've been very nice to me uh especially as of late now before wrapping up let me tell you tail no let me share with you um what trades i'm currently in like today um, i own spy put options that by the time you hear this i might already be out of it um i plan on taking profit today right i, I bought them yesterday human error I tried to close them yesterday. I didn't close them. I closed a different trade I was in. So now I have to wait until today to close it. So if I'm up, I'm definitely going to take profits. If I'm down, I'm definitely going to cut the trade because I don't want to extend any losses that I might incur, right? But I'm getting out of this trade. Um, I had a position on Twitter that I um, took profits on up 20-something percent once um, Elon Musk announced that he has 9% stake. When something freaky like that happens overnight, I take profit. I didn't take all the profit. I still have two shares left over of Twitter, and I'll just leave those alone. If, they, if this keeps going up and there's still some hype behind it, I'll have profits. Even if Twitter comes down, I'm okay because at the end of the day, I'm going to win, right? I took enough on those first couple of shares that the last two shares, I'm okay riding it, um, riding it until it comes back, uh, if it comes back to my entry price, which is fine. Um, I also have a position in Ethereum, which I'm holding on to, uh, and a small position in Roblox. Now, my plan is to, again, take profits on the option play tomorrow, the S&P 500 put option I have. I'll take profits tomorrow early. Uh, I'm going to leave the Twitter shares alone. It's just two. I'm okay. Um, I'm going to add to Ethereum, right? If it's if the technical signals still say um, it's bullish and it's getting a pullback, I will add to Ethereum. If the technical signals do not support that, I'll leave it alone and, and kind of see where things go. Um, and I have a small position in Roblox that I will remain long on and just keep adding to positions slowly as long as the technicals still support an upward move, even if the current move is potentially a little to the downside. At the end of the day, I'm using technical indicators, right, tools like the ones I mentioned and some others to help me make my decisions, right? I don't want to put too much emotion into it. Using tools is just a mathematical way of taking your emotions out of the trade. Now, that's it for this episode. Um, if you like the content, which I hope that you do, you're still here, 
um, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, right? One more name, right? Helps bump us up and helps us get noticed by more people. So go ahead and drop your name. It takes five minutes at most. Um, I really appreciate everyone who's done it thus far. And also share the show on your social media, right? Get more people to know that you are one, furthering your education, and two, where they can get information on the stock market or whatever it is they're interested in uh, in the financial realm. Then that's it. So until we speak again, hopefully soon, remember, as we begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Thank you.